Freelance Podcast, home of the New South Movement and the New South Movement Network. This is your boy Tight, one half of the Free Lunch Podcast duo. We got the main man with us, BG, the press man, the man that the got button. the press play. Oh, you got to hit the button. <laughs> you got to hit the button if you're going to do a podcast. You got to make sure the red light come on. What's happening? BG, the 2-7 kid in the place to be. Free Lunch Podcast coming to you. Live in the living color, in the midst of the holiday season. Merry Christmas to all. But but what's funny, BG, I guess we got some bloopers. We got so we'll be able to we'll be yeah, able we'll to be show, show that one. We'll be able to show the bloopers. Yeah. Uh, we'll be able to show uh, again, like like we like I mentioned that this is this is take two for those listening on the podcast. Uh, and when we upload the video to YouTube, and you'll be able to watch us. Make certain you check out the bloopers. Because it's actually pretty funny and hilarious, and 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 as I was saying earlier, you are getting a fresh opportunity, um, a behind the scenes look at how BG and I kind of uh, prep and put the show together uh, whenever we get a chance to record. So I'm excited about today's holiday edition. I probably should have started out with the Temptations or uh, Jingle Bells. Or Dunn and Hathaway. Or Dunn and Hathaway, This Christmas. We had yeah. so many opportunities, different different songs I could have chose from. Right. But the one I went with was uh, it's the Plies edition of Hello. The remix. The Hello remix. from the other side. Plies, <laughs> wild boy. Plies and totally put down making records, and he making 15-second Instagram video. That's the new. That's Keeping the it relevant. That's the path forward. That's the path forward. That's the way for sure. As you start looking at uh, some of the things that have worked in recent years, um, especially around social media, uh, I think Plies and other, uh, the CC show, um, I think there are other different shows on Instagram that are really giving us a blueprint as to the appetite of the consumer yeah, um, and what the next steps are. And hopefully we can get in that groove too, man, because there's people that's popping off just based off of Instagram. You got A-Town, 705. Uh, Patty, Patty Pies. Patty Pies, that dude singing on stage with Pat LaBelle. He actually got a chance to perform with us. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Um, Cardi B, oh, you know, yeah. Cardi B, Charlemagne is, is pushing her heavy. So, you know, it's, it, it is the, the seems to be the new pathway to getting your name out there and having some success. It, it is, it is. And, and, and it kind of reminds me, that's why I really look forward to this particular show, uh, which is the holiday edition. Um, it's the, you know, you got, and, and, that's, and that's something I wanted to talk about, actually. But this is the holiday edition um, with New Year's coming out. We did a show last year entitled Power Circle, Right. And I think that, to be honest with you, I think that's one of our best shows. Um, and as we reflect and do it, as we perform a wrap-up of uh, this past year, um, I think we actually kicked the show off with Power Sober Right. And that's the reason why I look forward to this show, because we get to give the, the audience and the listeners an opportunity and a glimpse 
into into next steps and what we trying to do for for 2016 and to show how homegrown this is like this is just two two guys that you know just sat down one day and decided that we wanted to take to the podcast world and put our opinions out there for the for the world to partake in and also judge and criticize at the same time but just coming from just a pure essence and a sincere place to say man we're just gonna go ahead and do it and yeah. and, to, and to get to this point to sit here and have a holiday recap show uh, <laughs> and having the episodes and the work that we've been putting in is, is a really good feeling and hopefully it'll be like inspirational for other people to have something to say to get out there and say it so i'm, I'm excited as, as you are about I, I the whole thing. I, we can't we can't say merry christmas no more everybody putting the x in it now or they say, just saying happy holiday well what, what's wrong with saying merry christmas man this we living in a we live. I don't even know how to how to define what it is, but people are extra sensitive about certain stuff, and then you don't want to step on anybody's toes. So mm-hmm. to to prevent from doing that, you just keep it plain, keep it broad, and just say happy holiday. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had a discussion about that at work. Uh, like, how do you when people come in to to the facility? How do you it's acknowledge the holiday? And they say, you know, is you know, it's a much discussion about should you say Merry Christmas or should you just say like seasons, greetings, or happy holidays? That way, you prevent offending somebody that might not believe in in Christmas and all that type of stuff. So, so you just say Happy Holidays and keep it moving. keep it moving. Okay, for okay. sure. Keep it moving. I just found that interesting because we've become so politically correct to where you can't even you can't even be a human being anymore, but. Um, I kind of we can say that for another show. Yeah, that's a big show because when you say that, where everybody in this common uh, framework, you know, everyday people, mm-hmm. we have to be politically correct. But the people that deal in politics, they didn't move to this thing where they're not going to be politically correct anymore. That's true. So they've been talking about they're not going to be politically correct. They're going to say whatever need to be said when it needs to be said, and we are starting to see a lot of that. So it's kind of crazy how we. As a constituents, we got to be politically correct and do stuff the right way. But then the people that's setting the tone, setting the laws, they ain't really got to even care about that kind of stuff. They no, run they, a renegade. They, they not. They not. And I was actually just talking to a uh, um, to Cook today. Mm-hmm. Um, you all remember Cook, who I thought um, that's probably one of one of our more genuine, authentic podcasts. Um, because his story, I think, is really one of the most inspiring stories. But um, I said that to say he's in the military. So mm-hmm. um, today I was just talking with him and asking him what his thoughts were on the on the political candidates and, and this whole idea. Because whomever gets appointed uh, or elected as the, as the next president of the United States, foreign policy and this whole ISIL, ISIS deal is going to be, be a, a big, a big, a big issue. It's going to be very big. And so I wanted to get a sense of what his thoughts were with him being active military and him having to essentially or, or potentially be summoned to be boots on the ground because that's a lot of the discussion between the candidates mm-hmm. um, thus far as whether or not the appropriate uh, path forward is it's boots on the ground. And yeah, and they, I was watching the news today, and they said that that's going to be like, I guess, the determining factor um, in 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 the presidential 
election this point forward is that that ISIS situation is going to become the forefront of what people are going to be talking about and likely what people are going to be voting on. Um, and I believe that ISIS is a is, is a real thing, but I'm li- a little skeptical about the degree of our involvement in this whole process. Right. Um, because, like you say, if it becomes a part of the political agenda mm-hmm. and we have a history of kind of funding some of the radicals that are now part of ISIS, like by it becoming such a you know, a big topic. Does that serve as like a benefit to that group? Can right, they right. use that Which, as something to well, really fear, the whole yeah, idea of use the fear. that to get mm-hmm. political, to, to gain political ground? And it's crazy. And we're not focusing really on what's going on in the in the country and all that's going right, on. Right, right. So. But let's 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 use this show as an opportunity to kind of do a. A 2016 wrap up and then 2015 2015 wrap up. Yeah, you are right. 2015 wrap up, and then address some of the questions or some of the common themes that that you and I have gotten throughout the um, throughout the year, mm-hmm. and give some background and some really just uh, more insight. Uh, we uh, into into the free lunch podcast and 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 the New South Movement Network. So, yeah, man. Um, if we really look back. Um, we released a show entitled Power Circle. You know, and for me, it, it, to me, it really laid the foundation for what um, for what our path forward would be for 2015. And in that particular podcast, uh, we talked about how, um, you know, LeBron James and his circle are really empowering how LeBron James is is empowering his inner circle and really just talked about how um, even some of our political leaders um, should look at this new form of empowerment and really look at trying to see how we can come together and look to empower um, our inner circles and to um, to push whatever that agenda is forward. And I thought it was just a very inner very interesting podcast that laid the foundation for what we have been able to do thus far. Um, what are your, just your thoughts mm-hmm. on 2015 um, and, and whether it's that particular podcast mm-hmm. or just in general? Yeah, we'll start with that. That power circle, uh, and after we did that, it really opened my eyes. I started paying attention to you know, different people having a yes. certain amount of success in different areas. And then you you see the connecting point of how that person was under the guidance of somebody else or somebody came before them that they knew. And then that person pulled them into it, whatever their skill or that talent was. The person that was already established calling that person, utilized them, gave them a platform. Right. And then they take the platform. They go ahead and do what they do. And then they bring somebody else. So you have entertainment um you have in politics you have in 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 these different realms circles of people that know each other right networks right um and i think lee daniels even though we have you know some don't agree necessarily with everything that he's done some of the projects that he's put out but if you look at it he calls on generally the same circle of people to participate and play a role and what he's putting together. And then those people, if they identify somebody, they say, well, man, let's just get him for this role like this and give that person an opportunity to shine. And then it just continues to, to snowball. And so, you know, taking that forward, I think that's kind of always been 
a desire or a plan of ours is mm-hmm. kind of do the same thing as kind of get in these positions, get this experience and um, see certain stuff. And then also being identifying people that we have met or people that we know that have something to share. They put give them an opportunity to put it out there so that the world can benefit from it. And I think the perfect example, and for me, it was confirmation. That podcast we did um, in 2014, and we released it um, right around New Year's uh, for those that are interested. And it's called Power Circle. But if we fast forward, it was a, it was a, a, a couple of months, maybe even June or August. Um, I don't remember specifically, but whenever the source releases its um, most powerful and most influential, uh, whenever they release it, they they typically do it on, on on the, on the uh, Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and it was that mm-hmm. episode that gave me confirmation, or that interview that gave me confirmation that our podcast that we did um, prior to that year was was we were on the right path because um, it just talked about how they were the most influential morning show and 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 even bigger than that and so i started paying attention to Mm -hmm. to charlemagne's circle perfect example um i may be a critic of charlemagne at times i may agree with with what he's saying at at other times but the one thing that i can say is that he is a perfect example of someone um, that's not a professional athlete, i.e. LeBron, mm-hmm. that is empowering his people. Mm-hmm. If you just look around him, as an example, how he's put um, um, his even his security guard, Wax, Wax. On, on, on his television mm-hmm. show. And if you look at Tax, Tax you know, and the podcast and put, pulling him in with, uh, with the podcast, and then if you notice how – he had Kia Fury and Chrysalin. They're always they were on the Breakfast Club or they were they were some type of way on his show uh that he does on MTV two, uh and then the Brilliant Idiots and, and of course mm-hmm. Andrew Schultz. But it's just it's just so many examples <laughs> of him getting access to different him being able to get into a room whether it's MTV, mm-hmm. whether it's Clear Channel, um, whomever well, it is, well. and being able to bring his people in, and I think that that's the model and that's the path forward that we started in 2015, and we will continue to do in 2016. Uh, another example is with, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, as part of the wrap up show, but one of the, the biggest things that we did this year was going to the A3C conference. Mm-hmm. I think that also uh, was also big in, in the development of some of the accomplishments for 2015. And if you if you pay paying attention to what we've done, you could probably tell that there's kind of been a somewhat of a, I guess, a more focused approach. This was a change from what we were doing when we first started, but this right. year has really been kind of focused and targeted on getting to that what we're talking about, everything kind of rotating around power circle, creating one, becoming a part of one, and all of that. And it's interesting that it's kind of a different phenomenon, though, for our community and our peer group. And I guess it's just because we've always been under the the myth that 
you got to make it. You're going to make it. And if you make it, it's just because you did it and you made it and somebody just out of the blue discovered you. But I just, I'm, I'm becoming more and more of a believer that it is, you know, a lot um, based off of the network. And the connections. Now, you do have to develop the skill and you do have to be ready for when that time calls. But a lot of it is us working together and pulling those talents to really get on the radar. And then if if not getting on the radar, creating enough of a buzz and getting enough movement generated that you can make your own noise. And people just have to recognize what it is that you go on. We're stronger when we work as a unit versus just individuals out here just moving around solo. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I think the power circle was was one of our most. I think it's I think it's a good podcast. I think it's one that really um, kind of summarizes what 2015 has been mm-hmm. for you and I, mm-hmm. um, and what we've been able to accomplish. But as we reflect, um, we've 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 kind of changed. And you mentioned this mm-hmm. earlier, um, but even the focus of this particular podcast has. It, it remains authentic and genuine, um, and, but organically it's kind of evolved, evolved into a different style and even a different approach. Different what are your approach. thoughts I, on I agree. Um, uh, we, we brought in people in our immediate circle that we've always known that have been doing stuff, movers and shakers, and we brought them on and allowed them to tell their story, their personal testimonies, to, to, to share what they have going on, to inspire other people. Uh, had Jill come on to talk about making the leap from corporate America to following passion and, and getting into entrepreneurship. Which is something that we all struggle with, our Pitt Circle struggle with now, but when you can bring someone on and, and essentially – use this platform to uh and you can use this platform to essentially allow that geo to come on and share her story the hope and the goal is really to empower the individual that's listening to make that same uh jump Mm -hmm. if that's something they're interested in Mm -hmm. um but we had jill to come on that's a story um to your point we mentioned cook 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 came on and and told her what I think is probably one of the more just inspiring stories that you will meet. Um, but it's it's one of those stories also that it's someone that's in our circle, that immediate circle, that we and we may even see like, dude, like this is not a normal story. Like this is very inspirational. Mm-hmm. This is very unique within itself. You really need to get it out there. And I think in a lot of ways, not only is it is it helping us to empower them or our listeners, but it's helping them to release that into the universe and to be able to, to share something that they may have been holding on to for years. Mm-hmm. You know, we've also had uh, Selena. Selena. Had Selena come on and tell a story about um, her family situation and, and her dad and Later on, finding out, um, uh, you know, that her biological dad was uh, or who she thought was her dad actually was her stepdad, I guess you would put it to say. And then she came to know more about her actual biological father and his family and stuff like that. And we've had stories um, 
We had Laura come on and tell the story. Ladies that live beautiful now tell the story about her sister who dealt with mental illness and, and ultimately um, uh, took her own life um, as a result of that. And just having these personal stories from all ends of the spectrum, whether it be, like we say, <clears throat> making a step in terms of career, but also just these personal stories that I think people want to tell, um, but it's a matter of timing and a matter of platform. And, you know, and, and I'm just thankful that we were in a position to, to allow those stories to get some light and to get some, some breath and, and to live and be time stamped. Um, and that's, that's another thing that that's we talked about, point. too, is creating this capsule of these experiences that come from people that are in our peer group. We don't have to wait till we're 60 or 70 years old to have impact. It's like, let's compile these stories now and put them out there that somebody can be blessed by. We've even gone as as light as talking about relationships. Right. You know, we brought in uh, T, and we came in and talked about dating a professional woman, which we, we get a lot of flack for that one now, bro. I'm going to tell you, we get a lot of flack. They say we missed some stuff on that one. Did they? Okay. Yeah, they say well, we, we can, we can revisit it in, in, 2016. in 2016. It's an opportunity it, it's, for us to revisit it and to, and to have that conversation. But it's also a, it's a time and a place where we, where we try to be authentic and we try to be genuine and and tell it from a realistic perspective. Yeah, so it's it's it's, it's all good, but you know even that is it's beautiful because people are paying attention. And of course, after that comes somebody wanting to add something, and and we can all learn from it. And that's really, I think, for us is what it's about is is giving everybody an opportunity to to grow mm-hmm. and, and learn. And and we did a lot of that in uh, 2015, and, and and this podcast has taken us a lot of places. It too. is, and that's one point I wanted to get into as well. But but the key thing is we're given we're, in, we're the the goal and the and the hope is that. Um, we're we're capturing and and like you mentioned earlier, we're creating this digital library in which we are, which will, which will it's a, we're telling our story from our perspective and allowing those individuals to share their story so that it can't be told um, any other way. Uh, but it's also empowering um, the listeners, so the listeners could have that extra motivation and motive to essentially follow their passion. Um, whether it's in Jill's case, um, um, to to start her own event planning and, and wedding planning company. So, in a lot of ways, that's the goal and the hope. But but one thing that you mentioned, and 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 it's actually twofold. The podcast has not only um, taken us places that I kind of want to kind of name drop here in a second, because we've had some very interesting places that we've gone because of the podcast, but we've also met some interesting people. And one of those was actually a direct, um, from a direct relationship with, with a close friend of ours. And we kind of talked about it even on her podcast, but we had an opportunity to interview um, a pioneer in Southern hip hop. And I think that that podcast, and I allow you to talk about it, but for me, and even that weekend, um, it wasn't just that podcast, but on that particular weekend, that was probably one of the most defining moments and pivots, I think, in in, in our overall um, journey thus far. To see how it how it all came together, mm-hmm. not only the the caliber of, of guests that we had, um, for the actual podcast that weekend, <laughs> that weekend, and we we grinded it out that weekend. We were really on the move, and we really pushed ourselves 
like doing stuff we never done before. Like, but I mean, the the flow was so smooth, and I think that was a part of the validation. Um, as 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 easy as it was, considering the fact and the way that the pieces, of course, fell into place. Um, we had like what three? Was it three? Three, uh, three interviews. We had three two back to back, back and they were they were top notch. The facility thing worked out. The timing of it all worked out. But then just the way that the actual interviews went. Um, and we try to make our – And actually, not only did we have three interviews that weekend, we actually was able to get another another interview while being that, there. Would, that would end up working out later, uh-huh. later on in, in the year. And we, we, two, we, just, we just two guys. We, <laughs> neither one of us have gone to any type of journalism school. We hadn't done anything. We just – truly operating just off of passion and a, and a willingness and a desire to do this. Um, and we get in and we have these discussions and they're just pure conversation. I feel like, I don't even feel like it's as, as standardized as some of the stuff that you see on and TV. That's what they've been, and that's what we've been told. Yeah. And the people just open up and then you end up just having these, these conversations to where they're able to just freely just talk about whatever it is. Um, that we talk about, but but being able to execute that, um, like you say, being able to pull those pieces together and put that product out there, um, for me as well was truly validation that uh, that we were moving in the right direction. And then you go, and then you kind of see other people at the actual conference that we were down there for that particular weekend. You see the people doing certain stuff, but then to be right there in the presence of people that are doing this on a high level. And to have something to talk to them about, you know, asking them questions about how they produce, how they pull their stories together. And then for you, you know, because you, you are the man in terms of getting people, <laughs> getting people's attention about the podcast to be able to say, well, we have had interviews with so-and-so person. And then, of course, getting on their radar, you know, right, people right. know about the free lunch podcast and, and know what we're doing. So we just going to keep on, keep on pushing on keep that. Keep on pushing but on that. Because because like you said, that weekend was, like I said, it was, I think a, a pivot point and really a lot happened that weekend that we're that we've seen some of the results of it thus far. But I think as you all, the listeners continue to watch the podcast, um, and, and notice what I just said, watch the podcast as well as listen to the podcast. Um, you're going to see an evolution and, and, and really a new path forward for not only free lunch, but also for the network, which is something I want to talk about here in a second. But before we even get into the network, because a lot of the network is kind of similar to the way free lunch podcast started in mm-hmm. that we had talked about doing it. And then one day we got up and we just did it. Just did it. One Saturday morning, we just got up and was like, let's just do it. And then we just started recording our very first podcast. And I actually think we recorded two or three shows that day. We did. But it was just, we just got up and just said, let's do it. And we did it. So um, not to get into the network net, but if we really just go back and then look at some of the other guests that we've had on. I mean, the podcast took us to Columbia University. Well, well, we New York met City. Huh? <laughs> New York City. It took us to New York New City, York City and we we had an opportunity to do breaking the lines. Um and that podcast was in my opinion not only was it what well, it was the right person to interview who has become a friend of the podcast and has really helped 
us to grow. And even from a growth perspective, he's been very supportive and influential. But um, Sam Free, uh, Freeman, uh, who we interviewed at Columbia, who was a pe- professor there, great guy. And I really just recommend, if you are a listener, to support any of the works that he does for any of the the, 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 the uh, newspapers that he writes for, et cetera. But that interview alone, I remember after we finished that interview, uh, you and I went and got dinner, but it was just one of them opportunities where you're like, this is how you're supposed to feel after work. This is how you are supposed to feel um, after after doing something that you love because that was such a joy and excitement from completing that first interview and having someone of uh, of, uh, of Sam's caliber on the show. But even even before that, the thing that 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 really just kind of takes me to another level of amazement is just the way that these people have been so willing to to be a part of this. Because you would think that if you've got somebody that's established in in the journalism well, that's okay. world, Go, keep yeah, somebody's established in these particular realms. People know them. They're they're renowned. People across the globe know about them and then we say hey we 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 interested in having you sit down on our podcast now we ain't been on tv you know we don't have that type of buzz but the people say sure we'll do it how do you want to go about doing it It's like well damn is that is that easy you know and and i don't know what it is that puts them in a position to do that or if it's just that they're those type of people we've had a lot of people that are as sincere and as genuine as this show, I do believe. And because of that, that makes them willing to get into a platform and share whatever it is that they can share if they feel like it's going to help somebody else. So even in Sam's case, I was shocked by that one. Oh, yeah. Like he, he was just so welcoming. He was like, y'all come on. We went to his office. He, he made us feel right at home and all this type of stuff. And uh, we we had a good time and learned a lot. Like that's another thing that we're getting from this is we don't know everything when we go into these interviews and then sometimes we know very much to little about what it is that we're talking about but we end up coming out with so much more information and, and knowledge about it it's crazy. but even from those even from those interviews we've always left with a nugget and in that case with sam he mentioned the library and you probably remember the name of it the schomburg the schomburg library and as we continue on this journey for, for 2015 we interviewed um, something that was near and dear to my heart. And, BG, when you talk about some of these high-caliber people, uh, Miss uh, Miss uh, Sylvia Doof, uh, she is one of those individuals. Mm-hmm. It was on C-SPAN. She's done interviews on C-SPAN. She's actually like the director of the Schomburg Institute, which is an institute in New York City that is – um, they specialize in like African American, African history, and stuff like that, and so she's over it. So she's well known in that in that arena. Has written a number of books and all that type of stuff. Spoke at the United spoke at the United Nations. United Nations mm-hmm. spoke at the United Nations. So was well renowned in in her expertise, um, but was willing to do a Skype interview with with BG and I to essentially talk about the uh, the last slave ship, the Clotilda. Mm-hmm. Uh, which my ancestors were a part of that slave ship. But to have her willingness to come on and document this as part of this digital library not only speaks to her, but it also, it, it, well, it speaks to her 
and how important this is for her to make certain that this story stays intact and is told in in a way that it should be told. And that's what we that's what we here for, um, because otherwise we wouldn't have probably known much about it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, people that are in our group. You know, they don't have any idea of the Clotilde and all that type of stuff. But, you know, and we're right here in Alabama. You know, a lot of people don't even know about it. And it's right in the back, in the, in the, in the back um, backyard. But um, that's what we're here for um, is to tell those stories and to enlighten people to the stuff that your mass media markets and these outlets that are on television and on the radio are totally ignoring. But it's stuff that's relevant and that people need to know about. And so that's, that's exactly um a part of why we do what we do and um that that particular interview was one of those because i've had people that my mom for one she's like historian and love that kind of stuff like she's still talking about that interview and reading the book and all that type of stuff so it's touching people it's touching people and 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 that one was again if you if you look at just how the universe works and how things just kind of align uh, Sam mentioned that library and actually recommended we go visit that after that interview. But eventually, we we will actually talk to or speak to the actual. Uh, what you say, the director? I think she's that, like the director. Yeah, she's like, she's like, the like director over something. over um, the Bird or something like that. She's she's administrative staff of them. Yep, and so to have her on the show, and but then also some of our other guests that we've had. Um, we told a story, BG. Um, about probably one of the most unknown black figures in 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 Black America. Yeah. Um, but he was an outsider because of because he was a gay black man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were able to interview a producer by the name of Bennett Singer um, about a documentary that he did on By Resting. By Resting. Brother and outside. the role, brother outside, and the role that he played in 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 the in the march on Washington, where he was essentially the organizer. organizer. Now, how does the organizer of one of the most influential, one of the most um, important days in American history, get left out of the story? It's amazing, but we were able to tell that on Free Lunch Podcast. Learn learn a lot from that one too. To know that he was the basically. Um, the right hand man. He was the he was actually heavy influence on Dr. King. He was the one that Dr. King was going to for feedback and for some you know perspective on how these particular uh, moments in time within the movement should go and planning and all that type of stuff. A very important story, um, regardless of the of the man's sexual orientation, um, to just know that he is very much a part of our African-American history and, and, and his works and all that stuff needs to go documented and people need to know about that just for the sake of being fully aware of the efforts and the sacrifices that were made because he made sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Like he made a sacrifice because there was a, like a moment in time to where he had to determine where he was going, what side of the fight he was going to put his energy in. Was he going to fight for just his, him, him being able to live his life in the, in the sixties as a gay black man and be able to take shots for that. Or was he going to 
tone that down and focus his energy and do whatever was necessary for the movement at that particular time. And he chose a movement. Mm-hmm. He, he gave a lot of himself up mm-hmm. and, 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 and basically accepted the role of being behind the scenes um, to not jeopardize what was going on in front of him. So, I mean, that in itself, whether you agree or not, is an act of courage when somebody removes themselves from something in order for the greater good of, you know, people. People. But but let's look at even the the evolution of, of, of even free lunch podcasts. If you all noticed, the, 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 those recent shows, uh, Sam, we had Breaking the Lines. We talked about the first black quarterback. We talked about Bart Reston. Uh, we we spoke about the Clotilda. We were even able to be ha- to to broaden our range, and like you mentioned earlier, we we spoke to Cook and we spoke to Selena. Uh, we're gonna eventually get to the time period where we spoke to my mom about breast cancer, uh, but we also had uh, Silt Shaka, Southern Pioneer, and and Southern Hip Hop, mm-hmm. and. And we've also had Bill Ayers, two two totally, totally different, different worlds, worlds and perspectives. And they came in right, right, right after each other. Talk about those. We wrapped it, yeah. So that was that was one of the the Bill Ayers was one of the three that we did in Atlanta, and it was crazy because we had been working on we had been working to get Bill. You had been in communication with him. And, you know, we were trying to get a date and how we were going to do it because he's in Chicago. And, um, you know, we set the date we're going to be in Atlanta. And then, like, a few, I think it was like a few days or so before that particular it, event. It was interesting. I don't even know how this happened. But he, we we were saying, hey, we, we have been working to try to get the date and the time, the location, whether it's going to be in D.C., because we were essentially going to do Bill's interview in D.C. or Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, he was willing to fly out and 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 come to DC to do the interview. Right, right. Um, but during that conversation, he just, I I, I think I mentioned, I think I Who said BG be? is coming from Selma, and I live in DC. Yeah. And he said, "Well, I'll, I'll be, be in, in Atlanta, Atlanta. Yep. this weekend." Yep. And it just happened to correspond with the exact same day. That we were gonna be in Atlanta mm, as well, Atlanta show and not only that, but we were able to. He had a tight window because he was flying into Atlanta in route to Augusta, mm-hmm. and so even within that time period, I think we had. Uh, it was short. It was like four hours, four mm-hmm. or five hours within that time period mm-hmm. that he could kind of hang around before he needed to be on the road to Augusta to make mm-hmm. the that evening that event. Mean. Yep. Long story short, and just to show you the diversity and the range of the podcast, we interviewed both those guys in the same day. Same day, right back to back. We finished up with Silk, chopped it up with him for a little while. He left out as he was leaving out. Bill was coming in. Literally. They shook hands. We introduced them to each other, and we sat down and did uh, did that had that discussion with Bill Ayers. And Bill Ayers was a member, I guess one of the founding members of the Weather Underground. Yes. And the Weather Underground was 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 <laughs> tearing some shit up back They were tearing some stuff up. <laughs> they were they were considered domestic, domestic terrorists. But but for us to have Bill Ayers who was a fugitive on the FBI most wanted list on the show and not only have him on the show, uh but for him to be a friend now of the show and to be a friend of, of what we are trying to to accomplish, 
that just speaks volumes to 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 the listeners and also to just the, the podcast and what we're trying to do uh with the podcast. Yeah, and even though they were tearing stuff up, they were uh they were a group that was assembled for the for the for the people. Right. Um they were really humanitarians and they were basically combating against what was going on with the Vietnam War. They were very much so against the Vietnam War. And so they were just basically in protest of the government and the government sending, you know, sending people over to, to Vietnam in a war that many felt was an unjust war. So, you know, they were really out there working and sacrificing themselves and their lives um, for just the, the good of the people had um, had relationships with the Black Panther Party and you know many members of, of that organization as well. So we had a great discussion. We got into not only the past of what we talked a lot about, like the present and, and moving forward. So it was it was great. That, and it's good to have him as a friend of the podcast for sure. And he also talked about, and he also talked about, you know, we, we was able to just talk about how he literally lives down the street from President Obama mm-hmm. and how he, his name got back in the news in 2008 when President Obama was, was on the show. But but we say that to say we've had Bill Ayers on the show, and then like you mentioned earlier, we also had Silta Shock on the show, and just being able to have him on the show and talk about his upbringing as far as uh, Calio projects and moving out to the West Coast and and how they were able to able to really uh, develop their that 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 music and that movement. In the, in the No Limit Soldier movement. But if you really go back and listen to that particular show, he really was wa- dropping some gems that I think are relevant today around marketing and just around how they were able to uh, to develop their, their, their platform. And in a lot of ways, they were doing some of the things that we talked about in Power Circle with the LeBron, they were doing that back during that particular time. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a great interview. That and, and he was dropping more gems outside of the actual interview, outside of what you all heard. Like we had a another <laughs> another conversation outside of the podcast. Yes. But to to hear that story and to really see the you know just the the real, I guess human aspect because we've always just known them as the no limit soldiers multi-platinum multi-million dollar record company we just know the cd you know on that level but to see how personal it was and to see that they were driven to finding some type of way to get out of new orleans and they you know they just explored an avenue started off with that record store had to go to california Started out in just a regular store. Say that the man gave him. It was so raggedy that he just gave it to him for little or nothing. Mm-hmm. And they flipped that opportunity into something bigger. That um, it was a it was very much a business model. They saw something. They saw that these particular types of records were selling. So they were just like, well, we'll just do our own. And they put it out there. They tried it, and it worked. Um, so for you know some young black kids coming out of a place where don't many people make it out of to turn that around and to have that type of success and then to bring other people into that in a record label and he told the story about that how that whole thing worked um it's really really crazy man and they and they were boots on the ground they For were sure. they were selling the music and everything out of the trunk of their car they were going to these different cities and they were they were going to these different cities, um, 
and he said it. They would go to the roughest na- neighborhoods and areas, mm-hmm. but they felt like where they had come from was was just as rough. So for them to come out and and for them to go to those different cities and be boots on the ground and to basically from from the ground build their brand from the ground level up just says a lot about um, just the marketing approach and a lot about the determination that they had. Um, we were also able to have another local rapper on, and, and I just found his story interesting from the perspective that he had been around the music, but it was something that he had wanted to do at, a, at an early age. But just being able to get Willie the Kid on to, to commit to being on the show, to have him on the show, and I wanted to have him also because of really uh, a lot of the, the, the work that he's done in, that, in the Atlanta area in the underground mixtape world and just the things that to the, the, hear the organic of how he developed relationships with Don Cannon and, and DJ Drama and just to see the evolution of that was something that was very interesting. And wilder than that, though, man, I bought a DJ Drama mix away one of his albums. He put out an album, and it had, of course, it was a compilation of many different artists, and it was just one song that I would listen to over and over and over again, and it was Hand on My Glock by uh, uh, L.A. The Dog Man and Willie the Kid. That was years ago. I was still in college. Right, right, and 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 when you when you say we got Willie the Kid, I'm like I know that I know that I know that, and I'm like man, I used to jam that song regularly. So to come full circle and have an opportunity to talk to him, and you know he's our age, so yeah. he's been doing it for a long time since he was a you know since he was a young in age. high school, right? So, um, but once again, this is a guy that's a long time rapper, um. Uh, from Michigan ends up in Atlanta, right? Um, and ends up finding his way to some up and coming producers that you know that end up being Don Cannon and DJ Drama, right? And how they just committed to the grind, they committed to whatever they were passionate about and rock with it. But this dude is not just your average rapper, though, right? I mean, you'll hear that in the podcast. You go check that podcast out, you'll see it. But this dude has. Uh, a purpose, I would say, to his music. It's like more than just music. Of course, he's an artist, but he's he's creating artistry with a reason and a right. purpose. Um, and, then, and that last, that Fly 3 is is very reflective of that too, man. It's something that you can listen to and uh, it's grown. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was definitely an interesting podcast, man, to just see the range that, a, that an artist, he ain't your typical rapper. Right, 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 and and it was very range because we we spoke about having three interviews, and that was the third of the three in that in that particular day and that particular weekend. Before we even kind of transition over to the network and and how that came about and some of the things that we've done in that area, uh, we did have my mom on. And we had a show, um, Survivor's Grace, that was very important to me. Number one because I've always wanted her to tell her story. My mom, for those that listen to the podcast or know me um, from what I've told you, she doesn't really share a lot. Um, that's a story that she probably wouldn't talk about, but she had the courage and was willingness 
um, to to get on the podcast and share that story. But now, um, that's a show that I've recently heard of two individuals that that had that were uh, basically told that they had breast cancer and had and had been and had been given that news. But immediately, I was able and others who had heard it shared that podcast with them of my mom. Mm-hmm. you know as inspiration and as courage but have she never told that story or we've been never been able to capture that story then that's information that we would never be able to share yeah. but i think it just gives you know for me it's my mom it's someone that you love it's someone that has gone through a lot but doesn't really doesn't really talk about it but being able to have this platform and allow her to tell that story and now be able to, at any given point, be able to hey, say, hey, go listen at this show. And hopefully this show can give you motivation and inspiration just means a lot. And really grateful that, that that's something that, that we were able to do as part of this platform. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, you know, and, I, and, and being a part of that, not really being familiar with that story, um, but just hearing her talk about it and you had talked about you had been trying to get her to do it for so long so long so long and she decided to do it and then just through the part throughout the progression of that episode she just got more and more comfortable got more and more to that place uh, of, of telling that story and 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 that's one of the things that we see a lot of times mm-hmm. um and and it's an, another benefit to doing that is um our people have an opportunity to get to a place of being comfortable in telling those stories um and then those stories are going out to hundreds and hundreds of people listening to them that are, of course at some in some form of fashion are dealing with some of these things um since that i've been i've i've come to know of um, a few different people um younger people mm-hmm. that are dealing with or have dealt with um breast cancer and other illnesses so to hear that story and to share like, this is what it was. This is what I went through. This is what I was expecting. This is what happened. She talked about her um, interaction with different doctors. Right. Now, who who, who, does that, who does that not help when you're dealing with exactly. something? A lot of times you get stuck and say, well, the first doctor I go to, they tell me this. This is what I'm going with. But she said she had a feeling the doctor initially that she had, she didn't really click with. She felt something and she went somewhere else. Like, that says that something to somebody to say, well, okay, well, if if I'm had this, you know, this type of feeling about the doctor, then I'm at liberty to go and do something else. And it feels good. You feel more comfortable doing that, hearing it from somebody else um, that has gone through it. Um, so and, we do appreciate Ms. Mary for do, doing we that. We do, and thank you, Mom, for, for, for doing that so we can share your story. Um, and those are some of our, some of the podcasts that we've done. And the common theme in some of those where we were able to bring guests on and have them kind of share their story and it not be so much uh, BG or I's opinion or our thoughts on a particular topic, but allowing this platform to be used for others so that it empower our listeners, you all, but also also the person that's telling the story as well, allow them to get that off their chest. Um, one other thing we did before we even get into the discussion about the network, uh, we did do a, a small mini-series uh, up next where we were able to uh, do YouTube video and really capture the story of some of the individuals that we meet, that we've, uh, not, I'm sorry, that we've mentored 
um, you can see those. We didn't do a lot of publicity on those particular interviews, but if you're interested in one thing that we've done is we uh, we started kind of use those to jumpstart the YouTube channel and the Free Lunch Podcast YouTube channel to really share some of the stories from Casey Davis to uh, Mike um, to Abu Kamari, so Shay, Shay. Um, and we'll talk about Shay here in a second, but those are kind of for the Up, up and Next series that we use that platform for them to kind of talk about um, some of the things that we've done from a mentorship perspective, but also from a mentee perspective. Uh, anything you want to add to that before That's we kind of That's pride and joy. Pride and joy of, of what we what we want to do is to not only talk about for people that are 30 plus, but also to give some shine to young people that are doing certain things, that are graduating from high school, going into college, paving the way like that, because that is a part of our experience. Um, so the sooner that we can get them in a position to tell their story and to, to let us know how we can help them. The sooner we can get to that point, the more successful that they can be and the more that we can actually assist in what they're doing. And, 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 and to be able to get on a podcast, to, to take on an interview and answer those questions like that, and then to see themselves videotaped and on YouTube, I'm sure it does something for them, but it also does something for us because it really highlights a part of what our aim is, is to empower Everybody in our community puts you in a position to to have some type of positive impact on the community. Yeah. So we started that series, but then we kind of transitioned, and I really want to get into the network because uh, we started the network, the New South Movement Network, and it was similar to the podcast where it was something that you and I had spoken about. Um we had spoken about saying, hey, we need to start a network. That's going to be the new wave. That's the next thing. Um, but we kind of were dragging our feet around getting it started. But confirmation for me kind of started and happened at A3C, um, where we had an opportunity to talk to uh, to Combat Jack and, and really their network that they've started, the Loudspeaker Network, which is in a lot of ways can be used as a model um, for for some of the things that we're that we're doing, but uh, we were able to launch New South Movement Network and and then use our inner circle uh, with Coach to to jumpstart the and 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 start the very first uh, podcast outside of free lunch in that network mm-hmm. uh, with D1 Sports Talk podcast. So uh, I, I I enjoy that podcast. It's a podcast that I am affiliated and a part of, but it's an opportunity, really, for for you all to come into the our inner circle with some of the dialogue and conversation that we have. Um, Coach is a very funny guy. Um, he ha- he has created some new fans now. I do get text messages from listeners of D One Sports Talk that that talk about Coach. You know, whether it's the pregame meal, what they ate for pregame, whether they had won or lost during a football game, or if it's one of his crazy predictions um, in which he still believes Ohio State should be one of the top four teams. (laughs) I have no idea why. Yes, he's firm on that. He He believed that they didn't win a championship or nothing, but he believes they should be one of the top four teams. But I say all that to say that we started the New South Movement Network 
which I think is, is again, part of this path forward for what we're trying to do and where we're empowering our inner circle and trying to not only empower our inner circle but allow them the platform to essentially do what I think Coach is doing, and that's really um, get his name out there to not only uh, his immediate circle but to friends and families outside of his initial circle. And it feels it feels real good because you know that you have different people in your group, a set of friends that do have talents. You know because you, you, you're around them. You're, of course, you're having these conversations, and you know that they have a knowledge base about certain things. But to see them build up the courage and get to the point of saying, I'm going to participate and I'm going to be an active part and commit to being a part of it, and 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 adding um, their opinion and putting themselves out there like that, and then to see the growth um, and listening to the shows from show one to show like sixteen or so now, the comfort and all that type of stuff, it's a great feeling to see it really come into fruition. To say to take a plan, okay, because I can remember us having the conversation like, well, you know, we want to have a network of podcasts, we wanted to be diverse, we want to be able to touch these different demographics. Who we gonna call on? And then we start going through names of people. Yeah, they Trying might to find the right person. Yeah, they might do it. They might not. They probably won't do it. And but I then, think a lot of it also is not only the right person, but even from a consistency perspective, mm, to be able to do to it, be able to, or to be able to to have the time, or be able to commit to adding some time to the already hectic day to be able to do it. But to see it happen. And it is happening more and more often as this network grows. It really makes you feel good. And I guess this will be one of those things that kind of stamps that you're doing, the, you're moving in the right direction is when the people that you feel like would be good at doing it, that you want to do it, and they actually sign on and do it. Like, I mean, you can't really, you can't really beat that. And to see that thing grow and build is, 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 is magic. So, so, to, so to start the, the podcast, uh, the network, the New South Movement Network, to, to to begin with not only the free lunch podcast, but then to have D1 Sports Talk, which I'm telling you all, if you get a chance, go back and start from the beginning and listen to D1 Sports Talk podcast. It is one of the funniest sports entertainment shows in America, it is hilarious. It's hilarious, it really and, is. And we have a good time <laughs> with the show, but it's, it's 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 a different outlet for me. It's a different outlet than free lunch because it allowed me to really to be a little bit more more of my silly side and to be a little bit more silly. So uh, we had the free lunch podcast, but then um, in addition to D One Sports Talk podcast. Uh, we started with with two other podcasts that BG kind of really was the the driver and the pioneer uh, in jump starting and getting these going. Um, I had been trying to work some other angles, and we still have some more podcasts that we're working. But BG really jump started two other podcasts that I'm going to allow him to kind of talk about, and really, really the focus of those one one of them. Uh, I listen to both of them, but I think one of them is 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 one that I really think that this particular group um, is going to uh, really enjoy if they just take the opportunity to listen. Yeah. So we yeah. So we we looked at uh, we actually started uh, two new podcasts 
uh, here at the end of the of the year. Um, I think the one that you're talking about now is the Retroscope Podcast with myself and Simone Shy Peacock. And I love that name. I'm, I'm interested in, in learning how y'all came up with that name. The Retroscope? Yeah. Well, so Retroscope is basically – a collection of uh collection of pictures mm-hmm. put a collection of pictures and it's basically like sequential pictures and so when you roll the pictures back it's like a movie okay. so say if you got a car and you got these different phases right. of the car you roll them back it tells a story so the retro part of course is that but also with us being 30 man like we we ate his babies right. so we kind of in this period of we know the old days we know the days of using a phone book yeah, we know the days before actually you've been able to use a computer and all this type of stuff. We know that, but then we've also kind of grew up with this stuff, right. these advancements. So with that, there's a lot of things that we look at socially from that vantage point. We look at kind of the, the standard traditional way, and then we gel in the kind of the, the up-to-date current situation. And so I, that particular show is, is like I say, myself and Simone. So you have a balance of male and female perspective, uh, which comes in when we talk about relationships and all that type of stuff. Um, but also socially, because um, we've had a few topics where we talked about, like the police and, and the government and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and how even the way that it is, even with the advancement, you still have women that are disenfranchised um, in the in the media especially black women and stuff like that. So we get mm-hmm. to talk about that. Um, and we do a lot of current event stuff. We try to recap the news so that people in our group will have an idea because it's really hard, man. It's really hard because there's so much going on. It's really hard to determine what is pertinent to you, what's important, or even let alone just know what's going on. So we try to take that opportunity to educate and inform people about what's going on in the world. So that one is pretty good. Get a lot of feedback. Simone is another one of those. I talk about, I spoke about coach, but it's a talent and she has a gift with words and she has a, she has something to say. Mm -hmm. And it's another one of those given having a platform. And in this case, the New South Movement Network to allow her and her opinions to be told mm-hmm. and heard. Yeah, because she yeah. has some really good things to say and is well thought out. Yeah. And it's really coming from a different angle. Yeah, um, Even when she spoke about, and I find it interesting, uh, I listen to all the shows. And uh, when she was talking about voodoo and the origins of religion and the, the approach that she's taken, it, it, it's very pure. Um, where she's trying to go all the way back to the or- origins and the purity of, of 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 different topics and conversation, and give her thoughts, and really use those as her measuring rod, and not allowing what society has taught her or what she's been told, but looking at things from a from a, from from her own perspective. Um, and not the double consciousness of of someone else and have an opinion on it or have a belief in it, and it's and it's, it's authentic, it's genuine, and and I enjoy it. How do I stop this?
mind if I record with love after this? I was texting him. I'll tell him, let's just go ahead and get this over. All right. Yeah, and it ain't nothing new either with Simone. Like, you know. You going to edit all that out, huh? Yeah. Okay. We, um, it's been like that for a long time. Been knowing Simone for like 10 plus years. Um, she went to Tuskegee. Of course, we were at Auburn, um, but we, we had mutual friends and all that type of stuff, and, and we've we've been rocking for a long time. She's always been like that, always been very well-read, versed in a lot of different stuff, and I felt like she would be a good addition to the to the network and what we were trying to do, and we've had conversations about it. She, she has um, been blogging for a while, so it was just one of those things to where can we get it to work with what your daily schedule is. And she was, was, was with it. And, um, we've been going, going ever since really getting into a groove and figuring out what our niche is. And we, we just going with it. And so, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a big one. Um, mm-hmm. we expect big things from that one as we do with all of the um, podcasts that we have. The other one though, I can't really even take much credit for that one. The girl talk podcast with Shay. Um, Shay is actually um, my second cousin. Okay. Um, she's a freshman in college, and this has been something that she's wanted to do for the last couple of years. Um, so she was already rocking and ready to go. She just needed somewhere to put the work. Um, so we, we were able to, let's say, provide an avenue for her to get it out there, but she was already already um rolling with that um and and her podcast is a is a great podcast for the the younger generation college age and high school especially girls um because she has a personal testimony she she has overcome a lot of different obstacles and things as a young person to get to where she is um and then really her desire to do this was really sparked by her opportunity to be a part of the um, Disney Dreamers Academy through mm-hmm. Steve Harvey, and uh, she did. Um, she she went on the show, and she actually got an opportunity to meet Terrence J mm-hmm. from BET. Um, and then she did an interview. I mean, an internship, but like a day long internship with him to see how his work day goes and all that type of stuff. And I was able to go to Los Angeles with her and do it. And um, I think from that moment on, it was just like this is what I'm really trying to do. So once again, to be and timing is everything because this comes at a time that where we've got a fair understanding of what it is that we're trying to do. So we can say, Hey, if you got this and you want to put it out there, we can make that happen for you. And she was with it. So, um, that girl talk podcast is going to be a good one. It's, it's good for, for that particular, uh, group of people. It's going to be a good one for that, for that demographic, like you mentioned, but I'm, I'm a little disappointed in you, BG. What'd I do? We haven't had her on the show yet. She needs to be on free lunch podcast to tell her story. Oh, we did sure. the up next series, oh, for sure. but similar to Simone, we've had Simone and we've had coach on the show. Oh, for sure. Uh, we definitely we need, need to have, have her on the You're show. Right. So, right. so we'll when you can make that happen. Let's make it happen to make certain she can get on and tell the story and we can do kind of a takeover. Definitely make that happen. That, so we that's, definitely, that's a good so, idea. Yeah, we definitely need to have on the show. That. So uh, so we have the network. I do kind of want to get into um, next step or path forward as far as 2016 and what you see and what your vision is. Um, I mentioned one thing earlier, and as you, as the listeners start to – to listen more to the show, two things I want to mention is number one, um, I think you're going to see more in regards to this podcast um, and the network 
of podcast, you're gonna see more. Uh, you're gonna see more of us. Um, you're gonna see more videos. Um, you're gonna. I think that's gonna be the new angle as far as more videos. Maybe even having more smaller segments um, and creating more playlists so that you can not only have the entirety of the show, but you can also have. Um, different segments that you can listen to. But you're going to see more of us on YouTube. Uh, but then also, uh, you're going to see, in regards to this particular podcast, you're going to see more interviews. We have a very strong lineup um, that's going to happen with some of the guests that that we're planning to have on the show. So I think you should look forward to to even some of those guests that we're, that we're going to have. Yeah. Excited about that um, moving forward. Definitely excited about the, the guests that we have lined up and the guests that we're working to get. Uh, for me, uh, with the network, uh, we call it the New South Movement Network is because we're really trying to put a stamp on what it means to have a Southern opinion and to, to put our opinion out there in the world that's pretty much dominated, like you always say, by East Coast and West Coast and Midwest and all that type of stuff. And people really don't look to the South for a whole lot of insight on what's going on. But a lot of major movements started in the South. And so that's what we're trying to do with this in terms of content, multimedia, uh, production and stuff like that is to put that Southern spin on it to really give people a glimpse on some of the real um, and some of the stuff that we have have going on down here, there's a lot of talent. There is a lot of creativity. There are a lot of different things that are positive, that are good, that are going on down here. And we really just haven't, as a whole, tapped into a way of making that, um, the delivery of that content constant. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're looking to do with the New South Movement. And we wanted to, we're looking to be diverse in our network. We want our reach to be far, so we're going to tie up sports. We're going to tie up current events. We're looking to tie up fashion and trends, um, entertainment, take all those things um, because we have people that are close to us or, or people that are within our circle, even if they might not be immediate, they'll be able to, you know, to, to put something out there. So that's the way I see, man, is us just going, getting bigger and bigger, but then at the same time staying true to what it is and that's mm -hmm. that's putting putting south back on the map yeah. in its rightful place. place all right cool so so what i want to do is I'm stop can we pause all right um i think we should do those questions as little 15 minute segment breaks rather than having it on this show what you think okay so how you want to how you gonna record it after this you're just gonna after record it separately mm -hmm. okay so we can just finish this show Put, up Okay. <laughs> yeah. So after this show, we can record it and do it like that. So okay, that's what I was thinking. So we just finish this show up and then just do then make them segments. segments. Okay. I got you. You go all right with that? Yeah, that's cool. All right, cool. So, um, I look forward to 2016. We got <laughs> as we record. I we told you all that this is a very authentic. It's game. homegrown. It's homegrown. So. It's uh, BG's family had just it, ended. It's Christmas time. It's, it's the holiday season, Christmas time. I came at the right time of the day because we gonna have Sunday dinner here in a minute. I'm sure. <laughs> 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 so maybe I'll be welcome to to Sunday dinner. But um, but this this, this 2015 has been a good year for the podcast. 
Um, just given the momentum, um, BG, you coined the phrase hashtag never not working. Never not. Um, and that's and and BG, who is the producer of all of the podcast, really does an outstanding job. One thing I I, I listen to the shows that music break that you all started on both the Girl Talk podcast and with Retrospectives is it's legit. Um, and BG produces all the shows, so he's definitely doing more more hands on than I am. I feel like at times, so um, just. Uh, I just look for more, more great, more great things with what we are doing. So uh, we're gonna wrap up, man. Yeah, we better wrap up because <laughs> they're banging pots and pans, and they're about to go down. It is, it is Christmas time, so we're gonna get into the Christmas meal. So I guess we'll just go ahead and get out of get out of here. This has been the the. 2015 year-end wrap of um, BG the 27 Kid. Check for us though. We still out here. Freelancepodcast.com. Um, also check for us on uh, Twitter. Let us know what you think. You got some ideas, some stuff you want to hear about in 2016. You want us to address in some form in the network. Free Lunch Pod C. Also on Instagram. Keep you updated. Free Lunch Podcast. But we got a lot of stuff though, man. Now that we didn't expand out with the New South Movement Network, we also Instagram New South Movement underscore Net. Um, yes, make certain guys. So this is important. <laughs> As we transition from Free Lunch Podcast, everything is on the network. So go to the network, iTunes, SoundCloud, subscribe to the network. That's where you're going to get the you. the catalog of podcasts. So we we really I know we kind of we started the transition in the November December time frame. So it's important that you follow us and follow the network on on New South Movement Network. So please um, as we transition, do that. Yeah, that's on iTunes and SoundCloud, like you said. So it makes it easy for you. It makes it easy for you to to catch all of the different podcasts on the network. So it's easy to find. Also, we're still on YouTube, Free Lunch TV, where we post up the um, videos uh, that you'll be seeing this particular one that we're doing now. We also put the podcast up there so you can listen. If your company has a block on certain websites and stuff, you can go to YouTube, I'm sure. And you can catch us there. Um, what else? That's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, we gotta get up out of here. They like we about to cook Sunday dinner, so we out of here. Happy holidays! Since we can't say Merry Christmas, Happy holidays! And we just wanted to say hello from the other side. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We look forward to bigger and brighter things in 2016. Peace. Hey, player, what you gonna get for Christmas?
put it all in. money. 